couple of things before I get started on today's episode. I'm about to head out to go on my retreat. I am so excited. I'm jumping out of my skin. Uh, so I will be doing an episode when I get back to give you kind of the lowdown on what happened and what transformations happened. I'm so excited to see many of my students. And so I want to mention that I will be launching the Second Half Spark School again in the fall. I haven't launched it the last two falls. So this is a real treat. And so I'm going to be launching it again in the fall, sometime mid-October. And I'm going to be doing a webinar, a free training in the middle I think the webinar is going to be like the second week in October, and then the second half Spark School will open the third week in October. So stay tuned. If you've been to any of my previous trainings, you might want to sign up for this. We don't have the registration up yet. We'll be putting that up about 10 days before the webinar airs, because if we do it any sooner, people will forget about it. There is, you can, and I apologize because I, I'm sorry, I'm just not a marketer. <laughs> It's like some days I think, oh my gosh, I need to get my shit together when it comes to marketing. But we have on my website, notyouraveragegrandma.com, we have uh, the Awaken Your Inner Spark. You can sign up and get on the wait list for that workshop. I'm not doing that workshop. I'm doing a brand new workshop. It's going to be a different format. So if you just like my free trainings, then sign up there and we will send an email to everyone on that list that I'm doing this other workshop. So get on the wait list for Awaken Your Inner Spark and you'll be fine. It's not going to be a three-part series. It's not going to be pre-recorded. It's going to be a live one workshop webinar. So between 90 minutes and two hours. So, you know, that's that's the format I'm going to do this time. I do better live. My last one was pre-recorded and it was, you know, not one of my best. And so, I'm going to do it. And we're still uh, thinking about the title, but I think I'm going to go back because I loved my Ignite Your Second Half Soul, even though it's going to be a new version. It's just going it might have that title. It's just going to be a different version. So if you if you ever attended those, but, you know, the, the idea is to, um, yeah, the idea is the same. The theme is always the same. It's to get you more sparked about your life, to get your little flame. I mean, it's out likely out. It's not even a spark. And so we want to have it sparked and then turn into a flame. That's what the second half should be all about. A burning flame of fire. Just like, so you're so excited to get up in the morning and live your life. All right. So I think that is that. I changed the format of my podcast. And just those of you who've been listening, just wanted to mention this. I used to do my solo episodes on Friday and I do my interviews on Tuesday and I flip-flop those. And one of the reasons is because, well, my team brought this to me and we talked about it and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. And I actually like it because we're, we're being more strategic about talking about topics for a whole week. And so my, my people, my guests who come and do the interviews, we always have really great conversations and you only hear part of our conversations. We talk because most of them I I don't know. And so we meet each other. So we have a few minutes to just get to know each other in the beginning before I hit record. And then often we talk for 20 or 30 minutes afterwards. In fact, one of my recent guests, she's going to come on uh, into the school and, and do a, a workshop on writing memoirs, which I'm super excited about. Uh, but 
I switched it up and they give me ideas. And today's podcast is an idea from a guest who her interview is going to air on Friday. So you want to tune in. But it's about changing her mind. She made a decision and it involved marriage and she changed her mind. And it was a huge, huge decision. And it's okay to do that. And I wanted to talk about that because I think so many of us make decisions and then we live in guilt because we want to change them, but we don't. And when we don't change what we know we need to, for whatever reason, a lot of times it's because we don't want to go back on our word, but is it really a good word (laughs) for us if our circumstances have changed or you've gotten new knowledge about something. So it's really, really important that you be okay with changing your mind. And I use some examples in my life of where I've changed my mind uh, because I think examples help. But I want you to really think when you finish listening to this episode, what decision you made that's been floating around in your head about, you know, you need to do something maybe different, maybe make a different decision change your mind about something. And it can be in any area of your life. So I throw out a few ideas, a few topics, and just asking the question for you to consider. So this is an action-oriented episode. So you first, I want you to listen, think about the questions I'm posing, and then take action if something comes up. All right, enjoy. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about why it's okay to change your mind. Because I think a lot of us, I know this is true of me, so I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. We sometimes make decisions and feel guilty for changing our minds. We think we're wishy-washy or we think about what somebody is going to think if we change our mind. And it's okay to change your mind. In fact, it shows, research shows that when people who do change their minds, they are actually people who are more open, people that have an openness to learning and like to get new knowledge. Because when you get new knowledge, that informs you that you probably should change. So reasons for changing your mind that are valid are getting the new knowledge 
that leads you to the change of mind, having evidence that this change is for the good, and shifting circumstances. Because a lot of us, things that were are no longer. So when we made our decision, times have changed, our circumstances have changed, our life has changed and evolved, we've evolved. When I think about the decisions I made when I was in my early 20s versus the decisions I would make now based on the wisdom I've gained and the lessons learned through my lifetime, gee, I I better be changing my mind. And when you stick to an opinion or a decision when you're faced with new knowledge, is that actually showing an openness? Or is it a sign of resistance, resistance to change? Which choice, if you decide to stick to your guns, not change when you have new new evidence, new knowledge, or changing your mind, which person do you think would be more stagnant or more stuck? It would be the person who's not willing to change their mind. I would think. Makes sense to me, at least. An example I I thought of was just thinking about me as a woman, if I lived in a different century, if society in general, people in society, because society is made up of people with minds, and if those minds had not changed and said, oh, well, it's okay for women to work because a century ago, it wasn't really. You you, you stayed home, you took care of the kids, and you cooked. Well, I would have been a miserable woman. (laughs) Thank God that people's minds were changed about that because I was always the kind of woman, although I loved my kids and I loved raising my kids and I spent all of my spare time with them and coached them and things like that when they were kids. But I would not have been a happy person if I had had to stay home and raise them. I don't believe. And so that's an example. It's it's an example of societal change, but it's multiple people changing their minds. New evidence. This is okay. Times have changed. Circumstances have changed. Shifting circumstances. And likely the new knowledge is women are happier. Women can contribute to society equally and maybe with a better and a new and better perspective than men. So I, as I was searching, researching uh, this topic, I discovered Alex Lickman had written in Psychology Today, and I loved this quote, so I wanted to share it. We need to be able to transcend our small-minded ego to even admit we've been, we might have been wrong on a previous decision or opinion. Yes, it takes humility to admit an about face on something. We just dig in our heels, right? We dig into the beliefs and defend our position about why we decided to do something or why we even have an opinion about it rather than explore other ideas or options. 
So if you're somebody who is as it has faced is faced with new information, and maybe it's not even about you, maybe it's not a personal de- decision you made about you in your life. Maybe it's a, a you know you decided on something, and then it's an opinion about somebody else's life. But yet, something's changed. You have new information. Why would you stick to what your opinion was before? So you changing your mind on decisions you made or opinions that you have. And it could be about a belief that you have. So I'm curious what decision you've made that you know deep down is no longer the right decision for you. That's what I'd like to focus on today. That's what I'd like you to think about. That's what I'd like you to take action on when you finish listening to this episode. And it's going to be a short one because I want you to think about, are you someone who has new evidence? Circumstances have changed. And there's something inside of you that this keeps coming up, but you're digging in your heels. No, no, no. I made that decision. And that's the mentality we often come with. I made that decision. I can't change that decision. And I'm giving you the opportunity to question that and to really process and become aware of the reasons why you're choosing to not be okay with changing your decision. What is it? Is it guilt? I I had two Catholic roommates in college. I They were <laughs> always filled with guilt. Catholic guilt, we called it. It was a joke. I was glad that I was not raised a Catholic because I had no Catholic guilt. But I will say that some decisions for me were hard to change. So here's some questions for you, because this can be in a myriad of different topics. It's It can be about people you hang out with. It can be about the job you have. It can be about where you live. Uh, it can be about the hobbies that you have, the commitments you've made socially, all kinds of different decisions you've made that you now question if they're the right decision that you might not should stick with. It's not making you happy. And it's coming up, it's time to really start thinking and being aware of why you're continuing to stay and dig in your heels. So is the dream job no longer a right fit? And this question came up because my daughter got what she thought was the a dream job last summer, and it became anything but. And she knew it. And it it turned about six months in. And she knew it. And it was a decision she needed to make. But for lots of reasons, we talk ourselves out of the decision we need to make. And she ended up getting fired. So she knew deep down that it wasn't right. It was no longer a decision that was right for her. And the hand was forced on her. And it's always horrible when that happens and you aren't the person who 
makes the decision. It's done to you. But I, the, that's an example of the universe intervening and doing the right thing because now she has a, a job which on paper when she was applying didn't look like a dream job, but it's turning out to be one. So it's so, so interesting that we choose from our, as Alan or Alex Lickman says, to make these decisions with our small-minded ego. But if we know deep down inside, it's not right. And we're lucky enough, the universe will intervene for us. I've been in the same position where I knew I worked at AOL for 13 years. And the last year there, I was miserable. I hated the job. But when you're somewhere for 13 years, you keep talking yourself into why you stay. So you're still deciding. You made a decision to go work somewhere, right? And then, but you're continually deciding over and over again to stay instead of deciding what you know is the right thing for you, which is to leave and get your butt out the door and find something that makes you happy. So jobs are a big one where you decided, you made a commitment and you're sticking it out. So is it time to change that decision? Is the man of your dreams now the man of your nightmares? And maybe not even nightmares, but, you know, the man of your misery or vice versa. Meaning, is the man of your nightmares now the man of your dreams? Which, and I bring this up because in my case, and I love to give examples, in my case, that was that was true. And what I mean by that is that I dated my husband when I was in college and he broke my heart. He cheated on me and it created quite a, uh, what I would say, a, a bit of a turbulent relationship, as you can imagine, because I lost trust in him. And at some point, we managed to date for two years. I think he cheated on me sometime late in the first year. But that rest, that remaining time together was very turbulent because I didn't trust him. So we broke up and I married someone else. And as my kids were growing and beginning to date, I would make comments about, you never want to date somebody like I dated in college. No, no, no. He's, you know, playboy or whatever term I used. You don't want your heart broken. You got to have trust, blah, blah, blah. And was saying these things to keep my mind from thinking about him because I really never stopped loving him. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, but fast forward a few years and I decided to change my mind. I decided to open that door because I didn't want to go to my grave not knowing because I still felt like there's something there I want to see. I just want to have lunch, see what's just reconnect, and then I can move on. That was literally all I wanted to do. And we had lunch, and that led to us reconnecting. But I made the decision finally to change my mind. I made the decision to change the decision that this was a never, never, never a possibility. And I started with a clean slate. 
I wasn't going to bring that baggage and that lack of trust into the relationship. And it's been amazing. If I had not changed my mind, my life would be less happier. So I had to change my mind. I had to change the decision I made about my marriage. So, you know, I had to get divorced. And then I had to give the new relationship based on new information, shifting circumstances. And it turned out because I was leading from the heart. I stopped leading from the small-minded ego. So is, is where you live no longer right for you? Is it no longer serving your needs? Are you dreaming about being somewhere else? Are you thinking often about, I hate my house. I don't like my neighborhood for whatever reason. Don't dwell on what you don't like and what you hate and what you don't want. Start to move towards the change and changing your mind. That decision was made then. You have new information. You have new desires, shifting circumstances, which new desires are. Push always for happiness. And if it requires changing your mind, it is a good reason (laughs) to change your mind. Is a social group no longer the right group for you? Is Is it now the wrong group for you? I see this with people who maybe have, they've stopped drinking. They've decided to get sober. And their social group are a bunch of drinkers and a bunch of partiers. And a lot of times people relapse because they go and hang out with their friends that they know so well. And guess what? When you expose yourself to that, it's very easy to fall back into the ways, the drinking, the partying. Yeah, you want to fit in. That's what we do. I smoked cigarettes when I was in college and I call myself like a party smoker. Uh, You know, I never really bought cigarettes. I just kind of bummed them. But then later after college, it turned into more of a smoker. I never wanted to call myself a smoker because I didn't like that identity. But yet that's what I was. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I have my best friend from college. She's she's still my one of my best friends today. She is a smoker. She's still a smoker. I can't believe she she looks younger than the rest of us. I don't know how she does it, but she still smokes. Every time I would go out with her, I'd be quit smoking for months and we would go out and I'd light up a cigarette with her. So you have to understand that and and it's not necessarily changing my mind about her being a friend. It's changing my mind about who I want to be. And maybe I don't go to these places with her where she's going to light up. Maybe I have a conversation with her about, hey, can you not smoke in front of me? Or maybe maybe I need to just have the opportunity, at least until I finally break that habit, to not put myself in the situations where I'll be led to start smoking. Maybe talk to her on the phone for a while, not go out to places like bars where I know we're going to light up. And also, if you think about it, 
you're probably drinking. And when you drink, you get weaker and don't necessarily stick to your guns about something like that. So that's another example. Where What is in your life that you're not changing your decision or your mind or your opinion on, but it's actually not serving you? That's what I want you to ask. That's the question that I want you to ask yourself. What stupid rule or rules have you made up in your head that are keeping you stagnant, that are keeping you from choosing to change your mind, to go in the direction of your heart? Your heart wouldn't keep bringing it up. That's what's bringing it up, your heart. These things that come up into your head out of the blue are not from your logic brain. They're not from your ego. What is coming from your ego is the convincing, the overanalyzing of and questioning, giving you the guilt. Why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense. Don't change. Because that's what our our head wants us to do, not change. Because change is very uncomfortable for the ego. Remember, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that. So just know that when you have an inkling of wanting to change your mind on something, it's heart-based. And so that is worth a huge consideration. So ask yourself these questions. What area of your life are you sticking to some guns, digging in your heels for some reason that no longer makes sense for you? Think about it. I hope this has helped and I'd love to see you take some action if something has come up for you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.